0: Hey, this is episode 196. And today we're chatting about strength, how to develop a strong sense of strength, helping women get stronger, how to develop a strong body to create a strong mind and everything to do with ditching our deprivation, stopping our incessant need to look at our body as a tool to get what we want and instead understanding that deprivation only leads to more unhappiness. So our guest today is Tracy Galach, I hope I said that right, and she's studied nutrition since 2007 after watching her father suffer with heart disease and cancer and her mom suffer from depression and Alzheimer's disease. She was determined to change her genetic trajectory. Tracy has been on on a mission to share the evidence-based approach to healthy living that empowered her to regain control of her health with women around the world. Tracy, as an integrative coach and personal trainer, has helped women reprogram their body and mind to win as a professional by creating a strong body and a smart mind. She helps them burn body fat, boost their energy, and be stronger in 90 days without ever going hungry or living in the gym. So I wanted to have Tracy on the show today because I have always struggled with weight loss and weight gain and being so focused on weight. Now, recently, I've been sharing some of my spiritual practices and my emotional techniques that I've been sharing over on my Instagram at Healthful Pursuit. If you don't follow me, definitely can. You can just go to Instagram, search Leanne Vogel, and I will surely pop up and I lost a lot of weight recently, just working on my spiritual practice and becoming just more happy with my surroundings. And I got a lot of positive reinforcement for this weight loss, which then triggered me to start really paying attention to food again. And I quickly noticed defaulting to old patterns. And This is something I think that will always be with me as somebody who experienced an eating disorder. I know that I naturally default to being quite restrictive with my food and using deprivation as a tool to control my life. And so know that when you're listening to today's episode, I think there's this belief that once we overcome deprivation, and we're living our best life, we're never going to struggle with ever anything ever again. And at least that hasn't been true for me. And as someone who has been healed from an eating disorder for three years this October, it's a really interesting energy to be in because I know that I I know for certain that I will never default to those same activities, I can definitely say without a doubt that I no longer have bulimia, I no longer have orthorexia, I no longer have anorexia, and I'm not defined by those things. I do tend to default when I get positive reinforcement about my body And so if you're that type of person where, you know, you start working on things, even working through deprivation, and all of a sudden you start losing weight, and then people are like, Whoa, what are you doing? And then you say, like, I've been meditating and not restricting my food. And they're like, what the heck? And then people start to see you as a body. And it's this whole rigmarole. So know that this is a process. That you're always improving on that process, but that we can always default to those activities, maybe not to the depth that we had experienced them before, thank goodness, but that there will always sometimes, I don't want to say always, that sometimes we'll have that glimmer of restriction, of deprivation, and this is completely okay Sometimes these thoughts completely consume me, especially lately, I think because so many people in my life and everyone online and at the book tour and all the events I've been doing have been saying like, oh my gosh, Leanne, you look fabulous. You look way thinner, way brighter, way lighter, you're glowing. And then I start to freak out about my food and start controlling my food like, oh, well, how was I eating? Oh, maybe I should be caring more. And how do I make it even better? It's really important that you listen to today's episode if you're like me. I really enjoyed today's takeover. I hope you do too. And if you are wanting next steps after you listen to today's episode and you really just want more, definitely head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash whole that's w h o l e for 21 steps and how I ditch the deprivation. If you have questions about today's content, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me you can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to keto diet podcast.com. I'm going to include a little freebie in today's show notes on learning how to love yourself to health. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show.
1: Hey, everyone. I am super excited to be on the Keto Diet podcast today, and I love what is doing here with. Her amazing books and her vibrant community, and all of you listening. She is such an inspiration to me, and I'm sure she is to you as well. And I just wanna thank you, Leanne, so much for letting me come on the show today and share this special message. So, my name is Tracy Gluhich, and I'm an integrative health coach, a personal trainer, fitness instructor in California. And I'm also the founder of high energy girl and host of the be well, be pedo podcast. And hopefully you guys heard, um, Leanne's interview that we posted, I don't know, like a few weeks ago. It was awesome to talk with my idol. (laughs) I'm sure you can imagine. So I live on a small farm in California with my husband and one of my sons is still home, but the other two have flown the coop and are gone living their lives, which is awesome. We have chickens, and we have two awesome yellow labs that like to swim in the pool and take walks at the park across the street from us. So it's it's really nice out here. And I teach classes at the YMCA, like all the way from yoga to boot camp, TRX spin, Pilates, everything. So I'm I've been in that industry for quite some time. And I just released my book called No Freaking Way. It's 21 days to. Ditch the Diet and Lose Weight the Keto Way by Loving Yourself to Health. And what I'm most passionate about is helping women ditch that whole deprivation dieting mentality that I'm sure we've all experienced and actually feed themselves, feed yourself nourishing foods so you can build back your metabolism and actually heal your cells. And the other part about the book is talking about how to fill your body with so much awesome self care that you don't need food to fill that void or to use for emotional reasons, but just to heal your body and, you know, get rid of that hunger thing. I'm really passionate about helping women to get stronger because after working at the gym for all this time, you know, I see these ladies that are what I call cardio queens (laughs) and they are just doing, you know, I used to teach Zumba until I dislocated my knee (laughs) and it's really fun, right? But I just see them doing chronic cardio and they're not getting the results that they want and they're burning fat. You know, they're in that whole fat burning zone. I hope you saw those air quotes and, you know, but it's just not the best way to burn off the fat in my experience. And, You guys know what the best way to burn off fat is, right? You know, you know, producing ketones and using that for fuel is the best way to burn off fat. And so I have a lot of topics I'm going to cover today. One of them is not talking a lot about the ketogenic diet. I'm sure that Leanne has done a really good job explaining it. And you know, I'm sure many of you guys are probably already living that lifestyle and loving it. Okay. So my focus here today is not to talk much about that. I really want to talk about helping women get stronger and kind of the philosophy on the book, because I believe that when you develop a strong body, that it will translate to a strong mind and many women, and especially in this day and age, we really need to be stronger in lots of aspects of our life. You know, our career, our workplace, our relationships, and even our self-care.
0: Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. I don't think I can do the ketogenic diet because I love wine. This is the statement that so, so, so many women have told me. And my answer is always, but have you heard of Dry Farm Wines? They're the only wine club that offers zero sugar wines. This means that you can have a glass or two. Maybe three, and it won't affect your ketones. All of their wines are sourced from small, sustainable farms. They're natural, organic, low in alcohol, have zero additives, zero carbs, and when you order by going to healthfulpursuit.com/wine, you're gonna get an extra bottle of wine for a penny in your first order. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com/wine. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show. Notes for all the details. So let's
1: get started with that first topic. Okay. So, how many of you have been on a diet? You know, come on, raise your hand. I can see you <laughs> in my mind's eye. I can see if you're raising your hand or not. And I'm guessing the answer is yes. So Basically, most diets we're depriving ourselves, right? We're like not eating this and not eating that, and we're going hungry and we're counting our calories, and we're not doing it for a permanent lifestyle change. We're typically doing it until we get to a certain result. And statistically, diets fail. Now, I'm sure they work in the beginning. And there's a lot of things that fail on them. Number one is you reduce your metabolic rate typically by doing calorie restriction and by doing that chronic fat burning cardio, we have some problems with that. And, you know, I have been on every diet imaginable. It started when I was about 10 years old with Atkins and I actually loved it. My parents were big Atkins lovers and I love the big salad bars with all the cheese and salami and Yeah, believe it or not, I loved sardines and smoked oysters back then because my dad is Sicilian. And so that was, you know, one of those staples there. And so I was always, you know, doing this with my parents to lose weight. And then when they got a divorce, it was really heartbreaking. I was only 10 years old and my dad ended up, you know, like, I think they got a divorce in August and by January he had a whole new family. And I was crushed and I felt abandoned. And, you know, that led me to more diets. And And he had made a comment to my mom a long time ago that was like, if you ever get fat again, I'm going to leave you. And then he did. <laughs> so for me as a young age, being thin meant love. And so I was always on this horrible quest just for chasing skinny. And I would go on the typical diet. I mean, I remember Cambridge, Beverly Hills, of course, Weight Watchers. I was a life what is a lifelong member or something. And I would gain the weight or I'd lose the weight and then I'd gain it back. And I was always doing that chronic cardio. I was running and doing high impact aerobics. And I remember in college, I was doing that high impact aerobics and I had developed such bad shin splints that I would take Advil and then I'd go work out because I was just addicted to it. And then I would like a few hours later, I'd just be dying. I couldn't get up off the couch. It was, I would be in so much pain, but I was crazy and it was all on that quest for skinny. So I would ice my shins like crazy and I even got a touch of frostbite. Yeah, my skin like hardened, it was crazy. And I'd spend thousands and thousands of dollars on physical therapy and on going to the chiropractor because I thought they could help my knees and even had a couple different pairs of custom orthotics. And then I was always buying different running shoes thinking, well, that might help me. And I just kept doing this crazy cycle over and over and over. And I had a terribly broken metabolism because I was like under eating and I was overworking out. I would go through these periods of starvation, binging, purging. I would do night eating, where I'd get up in the middle of the night and not even realize it. And in the morning, I'd wake up and like all these cookies would be gone that you know I had for like the kids. And I was just always chasing skinny. And because I'm a curvy Sicilian girl, and if you see my picture, you've seen the big nose to prove it. Um, but I was never going to win that race for skinny. I mean, my two best friends could, but I was just never there, but I fought it and fought it and fought it. And then I started watching my dad and my mom age, like really sick. Okay. So my dad, I think he was in his fifties when he was about my age. I think that I'm at now that he had a triple bypass. And then he had like COPD, which is, I think from when he smoked or whatever, and he's had cancer, I think about four times. And my mom has always been on medication for high blood pressure and cholesterol. And we know about that, right? Um, Depression. And then later on, she got Hashimoto's and Alzheimer's and it's just been a downhill battle. And so I look at both my parents and I'm just like, wow, you know, my genetics are stacked against me. And all this time I was totally chasing the wrong thing, right? Like it didn't matter how skinny I was if I was going to end up sick like them. And so one day, like literally I was in yoga and the yoga instructor came up and like was massaging my shoulders. And I just started crying. It was just the weirdest thing. I was in Shavasana and I just started crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm alternating between running, running, running and physical therapy and just all these problems with my shins and my knees. And, and then I had to have two knee surgeries, but anyways, I, all this kind of, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here a little bit and I'm sorry for that, but I'm overwhelmed by the stuff that I went down. And I finally realized that all this time I was chasing the wrong thing. And I decided that that's it. I'm done running. Like I stopped running my trails, which I loved so much. And I decided that I had to do something different and so I reinvented myself and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? You know, who is Tracy now? And I decided to focus on lifting weights and just resculpt my body. And so I decided that I was going to like lift instead of run. And so that's kind of what I did. And then my body started changing shape and I started getting compliments like, whoa, look at those arms and, (laughs) and things like that. And I was like, whoa, take notice of that. So guess what? I graduated from t-shirts to tank tops. (laughs) I'm like, okay, if that's one asset that I have that looks good, then I'm going to focus on it. So what I did was I had to switch my focus from being thin to being strong and to stop obsessing with that number on the scale and focus more on the number on my dumbbells and on my weights that were going up, that I was lifting and to stop starving my body and start feeding it foods that were going to build the muscle and create healthy cells. And in 2007 is when I actually really started understanding nutrition and the importance of feeding my body cells. And so I ended up going to nutrition school and I started learning so much and becoming a little obsessed <laughs> with learning and committing to being the me- best me possible and also changing the way that I was raising my kids and the way that I was feeding my boys because, you know, I fed them the same way that my mom fed me, which was basically what I like to call kid cuisine. You know, it was the whole frozen pizza, peanut butter and jelly, chicken nuggets, Mac and cheese. I'd make one meal for myself and then one meal for my husband. And we went to every fast food place around because you know, those playgrounds that they had now that I'm thinking German infested playgrounds and you know, I would, they started eating fast food at a young age and drinking soda. So after going to nutrition school, I was like, whoa, okay, I have got to completely change this before it's too late. So I was hundred percent committed to becoming the best me possible. And I just loved learning. So I spent all my free time reading books, listening to podcasts and studying nutrition and fitness. And then once I started seeing clients, what I realized that there was this like underlying reason that. Women became overweight and it was far more deeper than that food on their plate. And many of us were using food for filling another void in our life. And I could totally relate to this. Maybe they were stressed or bored or sad or tired or frustrated. And oftentimes the food that was on their plate, or actually if it even made it to the plate, they were lucky. And it was something to do with an emotional need, not a physical hunger need. So then I went and I got my life coach cert so that I could actually help people with things that were beyond food. And I mean, come on, think about it like this. Like, have you ever eaten when you weren't physically hungry? I mean, maybe it was just because you were at a party and it was entertainment, or maybe you mindlessly just like walked by your refrigerator and you opened it. And it's kind of like, you're just staring at it going, huh, is there anything in here that's, that would taste good and make me feel better for a minute? And I mean, I know I've done it. And I had a client who was always walking around work in her office building and she'd walk by this lady's, um, she had like a candy jar on her desk. And so my client would always grab candy. And we know, right. What happens when you eat one piece of candy, it spikes your blood sugar, and then you're going to just need more and more and more. And so I just realized that these busy lifestyles that women live in and the chronic stress, and they were a huge cause of why women were eating just for comfort. And because of these busy lifestyles, because we're trying to do it all, you know, work, have a career, support our family, take care of our home. There's just too much. And so guess who's, you know, nourishment fell by the wayside. Yeah. Ours, right? We put our needs at the bottom of the list. And so we like just would take care of ourselves last. And so we weren't doing self-care and we were probably just eating the scraps of food left on our kids' plates because we didn't have time to, you know, prepare a healthy meal for ourselves. So what I wanted to do is shift the way I looked at food and shift the way my clients looked at food and to feed the body or feed our body the food that it needs to thrive, to create healthy cells, to create a healthy lifestyle and food that contains nutrients that our cells need to thrive. So there's different ways to do keto, which I know that you know, and I choose to do it the healthiest way to avoid inflammatory foods so that as I age and grow older and you know, I can, I can age in health. And it's funny, when I was talking to Leanne, you know, she has her finger that flares up when she has like bad oils. And I have the same thing. It's my right thumb. And I'm telling you, man, one day I went to the movies to have popcorn with my mom. And I never eat popcorn, but she wanted popcorn. So I couldn't resist. And the next day I couldn't turn my car key on. And I couldn't turn it over with my right hand. I had to switch and do it with my left hand. So it was crazy. So what I want to encourage you to do is fill your life with so many fun, wonderful, nourishing, healthy activities that I like to call self care that you're not going to use food to fill that void any longer, but you're going to only use food when you're actually hungry and you're going to make food choices that are going to nourish your cells. So when they renew and divide every hour, you know, the difference between health and disease is the quality of your cells, right? And so we want to make sure that we have plenty of micronutrients that are just in your bloodstream so that when those cells are renewing and dividing that they're healthy. Now, these types of practices, these activities are things like, you know, nature walks. I walk my dogs pretty much every day out in nature at this park and things like gardening. You know, there's something that's really good for your, for your skin, your microbiome, your, your mental psyche when you're out in the dirt. And I love massages. I have this place in town It's a Chinese reflexology foot spa place. And for 25 bucks, you can get an hour long massage. And it's amazing because it hits all the pressure points on the bottom of your feet, which actually correlate if you're into Chinese medicine, like acupuncture, it correlates with different corresponding organ systems in your body. So it's really healthy. It feels good and that's your self-care, but it also is really healthy for you. And personal growth work. That's another one I really Love is just reading a book that's actually going to nourish you and and grow you. Because if you're not growing, you're dying and nothing is stagnant in the world. We're all shifting and the energy is moving. And so we want to be on a positive growth mode and things like Qigong, which is an energy. It's a way for you to gather energy from the life force. And it's scientifically proven. You can measure your energy levels and Reiki is the same type of thing as Qigong. But there's all these awesome lifestyle choices that you can make. And this way, when you're stressed out, instead of opening the refrigerator door, you actually have all these tools in your tool belt that you can actually do something else. Okay. So that you can release that stress or, or entertain that feeling. So you're not bored, but just tools that you can do that aren't things in the refrigerator. Okay. That way you're not going to be using food for, you know, for just like pleasure and, you know, filling that emotional void. It's funny because one time I saw this magnet at a store, I couldn't buy it because I don't have a refrigerator that holds magnets, but it said something like, "Uh, not sure what that problem is, but the solution is not in here. So imagine if you had that magnet on your refrigerator as a
0: reminder. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details.
1: So fast forward a bunch of years, I think it was 2015, my mom, when she got her Alzheimer's diagnosis, and I was listening to my very first keto podcast with Tim Ferriss and Dr. Dominic D'Agostino, who I'm sure you've probably heard of both of those guys. And I am a science slash math nerd, totally And I was like, pretty much couldn't believe all the science and everything that they were talking about on that podcast. And that is what finally got me to sell out and say, okay, I'm going to give keto a shot. Now that was probably about, I want to say maybe four to six months after I first heard about it and read my first keto book when I heard that, but that's what really sold me and made me go, okay, I will not eat bananas anymore <laughs> before I go to the gym. And, but I couldn't believe it because I was such a carboholic and such a fat phobic that I'm like, how am I going to do this? But I wanted to try it. And I was scared because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass out of the gym if I don't have my half of a banana before I go work out. But guess what? As you know, it didn't happen. I never passed out. I did get a little dizzy, but I just, you know, I started doing the salt lemon water in the morning and getting my electrolytes in. So that helped that, but it sparked me and I ended up feeling good. Here's something crazy for to note is I never showed up on the urine strips, you know, to test for ketones. I don't know why I never did, but as soon as I got the blood meter and I showed up in ketosis, so that was pretty cool and interesting. So don't get discouraged if you're, you know, just starting out on keto and you test yourself and, and you don't show up on the urine strips. I actually had a client whose husband quit because he could not show up on the urine strips and she was doing great, but he got frustrated. And so I just want you guys to take note of that. So I was just studying so much. I was obsessed with learning and reading books and listening to podcasts just like Leanne's. And then I started trying the intermittent fasting because that was like, okay, autophagy, that's what I need. When you have two sick parents, autophagy sounds very attractive, anything to avoid disease. But I thought, well, how am I going to skip breakfast? Oh my gosh, isn't that the most important meal of the day? Ha ha. We know that that's not true, right? And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to give it a shot. And so I had my coffee with one teaspoon of MCT oil in the morning, went to the gym. So I was there fasted and I didn't come home and have my protein shake that I used to have. And I just kind of let it go to see how far I could go. And to make it easier, I just went to work. It was no big deal, right? So I'm busy, I'm working. And next thing I know, I think about it was maybe one o'clock and I realized, wow, I haven't eaten anything all day. Okay, this is easy. And it's crazy though. So I'll tell you that when I do a cardio day, I can do the intermittent fasting easier. But when I do a heavy lifting day, which I do twice a week, I always need food sooner. So it's really about being mindful and listening to your body and let your body tell you when it needs food. That's really, really important. So then I tried a longer fast. I think I did an OMAD day where I just ate one meal a day. And that was actually great, especially on vacation, because you know, when you travel, you don't really want to eat the airplane food or the, or the aer- airport food. Cause it's not really good. And then you get to look forward to and enjoy like an awesome dinner. And Oh, I love that, especially on vacation. That was the best. And I couldn't believe it. And then I tried a three day fast, which I did. I think that it's mentally harder than it is physically, like physically, I think it's fine. But mentally, I think it can be a little bit more challenging, which is funny. So I love the way I feel when I'm fasting. I love the idea that my body is recycling and sloughing off all those, you know, damaged cells because I have, you know, my dad's had cancer so many times. And with my mom, all her conditions, I know that I have damaged cells that are going to be happening and I want to get rid of them as quick as possible. And I didn't pass out. I didn't die. And it's all good, right? So I want to encourage you know, people to go ahead and try out the fasting if you haven't tried out already. So since my focus is on really helping women to age stronger, I want to talk a little bit about strength training. Okay. So a lot of people are afraid. A lot of girls especially are afraid of trying to lift weights because they're afraid that they're going to get bulky. Well, I've been lifting weights for gosh, I want to say, Oh Lord of maybe at least 10 years and I'm not bulky at all. I still am a size six and I actually like to flex my muscles because I like the way it looks to see the lines. And what I like the very best is the empowerment. I love going, oh my gosh, I'm 53 and I'm getting stronger. You know, that gives me hope and that gives me hope to share with others. But when I look around the gym, I see so many people that just do the chronic cardio over and over, running on the treadmill, spinning, burning because they want to get that fat burning spin going, um, taking Zumba, things like that. It's kind of funny. I think God told me not to run on the treadmill because. Last time I ran on the treadmill, I fell off and it was awful. I was holding on to the handlebars, you know, or like, and the skin was just burning off my knee because the treadmill was going so fast and just burning my knee off the skin off. And I'm like sitting there or laying there, like kind of halfway screaming my head off. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awful. But bottom line is, is that you can't outrun your fork. So it all starts with what you put in your mouth. And a fun saying that we say at the gym is biceps are made in the gym and abs are made in the kitchen. So we want to focus on strength training so that we can age stronger. Okay. So what I'm doing right now is I teach this really cool hybrid class that I kind of made up. It's half TRX, which if you don't know what TRX is, it's awesome. Okay. And it's half spin. So you're getting the high intensity interval cardio, which actually boosts your metabolism for, and it carries with you throughout the day as well as the strength training on the TRX because you're using body weight, but you can you know really change your angle on the straps and do some really heavy lifting that way, okay? And I mean just try to imagine doing bicep curls with your whole body weight. it's pretty it's pretty intense. And so you're not gonna get bulky. I totally like just don't worry about that, but just remember that when you do strength training, you're going to have a lot of health benefits, okay? A lot. So what I do is I lecture all my students, especially the girls, all the time to actually hit the weights and to not be afraid. So I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I think strength training is super important, okay? So first off, some of the benefits of weightlifting or strength training, whatever you want to call it, Includes a faster metabolism. Okay. We all want that, right? I mean, nobody ever says, oh, darn, my metabolism's just too fast. Yeah, of course not. We want stronger bones. That's super important because my mom, she seriously just fractured her hip around Easter time. And she is now, she's, you know, sitting on the couch all the time. The doctor told her not to move around too much. So that's another really important thing. You know, we need to, Make sure that we have strong bones because we don't want hip fractures or even worse, hip breaks. It also will recomp or reshape your body. Meaning as you do strength training, you're gonna grow your muscle and you're gonna burn off the fat, which is what we want, right? The number on the scale doesn't matter as much as the way we fit into our clothes and the amount of lean mass, which is muscle that we have on our body. You'll also, crazy enough, because your muscles are stronger, you're going to have better balance. And that's important because think about falls that happen that as you get older, or even if you're not old, I mean, one of my friends, she was young. She was walking down the street, literally tripped on a curve and she totally broke her lower leg. It was an ugly break. So you want to have better balance, okay? To recover from a trip or something. It also, like degenerative diseases, With When you do strength training, it reduces the risk of degenerative disease, which is like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, things like that. It also will sharpen your mind, which we don't want to become forgetful. You know, Susan Summers, what is it? Itchy, bitchy, sleepy, weepy, bloated, forgetful, and all dried up. (laughs) Those are the seven dwarfs of menopause. And also weight training will boost your energy. It will give you more energy, both physical and mental. So one day I did this really fun wellness game show at my local rotary. And one of the questions was, it was like really fun because they had like people had to answer the questions and stuff. And one of them was what weighs more, a pound of fat or a pound of muscle? And do you know what they answered? Well, I'll tell you, um, they answered a pound of muscle, which I think is what most people when they're not thinking, that's what they think, Right. Well, I'm sure you're smarter than they are and know that they both weigh the same, right? A pound of muscle and a pound of fat both weigh a pound. But the difference is, well, there's actually a couple differences. The best one, everybody's favorite, is that the muscle takes up less space in your genes, right? The fat fills it out a little bit more. So we want to replace that. The other cool thing is that muscle is called metabolically active tissue, meaning the more muscle you have on your body, the more body or the more fat... And calories that you burn at rest just to maintain that muscle. So it's pretty cool. And the ketogenic diet is muscle sparing, right? So it's because your body doesn't need the glucose to draw from the muscle because it has the ketones for fuel. And that's a very simplified explanation, but just trust it that keto diet is muscle sparing plus i really really believe that that when you have a strong body that it will help you become a more strong mind so you can achieve a strong mind now i think that when you're trying to like strengthen your mindset that you're peeling layers of an onion okay Re- releasing trauma and things like that but a strong body i can just say okay you know lift and move this way eat this way sleep this way and it's pretty like objectives, like I can just say, you know, do A, B, and C. But like I said, the strong mind is more subjective and you have to go through the layers, right? But when you build that strong body, I'm telling you, your confidence is going to go through the roof and your wonder woman cuffs are going to be like on your wrist every day. And you're going to just deflect all those you know, bullets coming your way, all that crap that people dish out and the world dishes out. You're going to be able to deflect with those wonder woman cuffs. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Get some really cool like wrist straps or wraps or whatever you have and just pretend that you're Wonder Woman. And when anybody hurls something that you don't love going your way, just, just put like an up block. Okay. (laughs) My family's all in karate. So that's something I've been talking about for a while. And there are so many different ways that you can begin a strength training program. Okay. It just depends on your budget. Now, my most highly recommended way is to work out at a gym with a buddy. And I really recommend the buddy system because, you know, when your alarm goes off and you don't want to get up and you press the snooze too many times, well, you know, if you have a friend like my friend, Jen, that's waiting at the gym for me, you're not going to pull that on her, right? You might pull it on you, but you're not going to pull it on her because you're not going to flake on her. And what we do is we do a full body, heavy lifting program twice a week. And we use mostly like dumbbells and cables and things like that. And then on the other days we do boot camp classes and that way we're motivated by the group in the room. And it's really, really fun. It's things that I look forward to. So I always say, figure out a schedule that you're going to look forward to, not dread. Cause if you're going to dread it, you're not going to do it right. You want to have it be fun and empowering. So I go to the gym at five 30 in the morning. So then that way it's like, first thing, no excuses, get in my way. You know, I don't like to check emails and Facebook and all that. Cause then time just will fly through. Right. So I leave my house literally at 10 after five so I can be ready to train by five 30. And I really recommend doing it first thing. Working out increases your cortisol. And so you don't want to do it at nighttime because your body's kind of getting ready for, you know, going to sleep, right? So your cortisol levels are supposed to be lower in the morning. And if you work out at night, excuse me, they're supposed to be lower at night. So if you work out, then you're going to boost them back up and then you're going to be all wired and you're not going to be able to go to sleep as early as you'd like to. Okay. So I always recommend first thing in the morning. And if you can't get to the gym, all right, maybe there's just not one close enough by, or maybe you have little kids that are asleep. What I do recommend second choice is to get a TRX strap and some, a dumbbell set. Okay. Cause the dumbbells are awesome and I work, I use them quite often, but the TRX, the reason I like that is because you can really work your back well. And I feel that so often in society, we have weak backs and we do push-ups and stuff more than we train back. And so then our shoulders, like our chest gets tight and our shoulders tend to roll forward. I like to stretch out my chest, okay? Cause we live in a forward facing world and everything we do is in front of us, right? Or most everything. Our computer, our cooking, our driving, everything. So our shoulders tend to roll forward. So I like to have people stretch out their chest and strengthen their back, okay? So that's why I like TRX. And then dumbbells you can find, you know, small dumbbells to get started, or you can invest in the kind that you use a pin and you can just like make them go from five pounds. Mine go from five pounds to like 85 pounds, which I never go that high. (laughs) Um, but my husband does. So, anyways, but those are a great second choice. And you know, you can get a full body awesome workout that way. And what I like to do to save time, because I'm sure you're busy like me, is we do something called supersets. So say She's working back and I'm working triceps and then we switch and then we switch and then we switch. So while we're resting our back, we're training our triceps and vice versa because those two don't complement each other. And so we just, that way we can get more done quicker. And we usually do about four sets of each, but if you're just starting out, maybe just do one or two. Okay. Don't push yourself too hard because you will be sore. And I always lift slow and controlled with good posture, meaning shoulders back and down, tail tucked, abs are, you know, what do you call it? Contracted. And you're just to have really good form and go slow. I hate it when I see people in the gym going super fast because then you're not using muscle strength. You're using momentum. Okay. And so, and then I also do another thing called super slow, which is like I said, super slow. And you can only lift about half the amount of weight that you do when you do a regular tempo, which is like a couple seconds up and a couple seconds down. Super slow is like eight to 10 seconds up and eight to 10 seconds down. And it's kind of fun to alternate back and forth, okay? But just make sure that you have good posture and protect your back. And maybe Leanne will let me give you guys a free workout so you can take it to your gym, And or you can like try it out at home
0: or something. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. And then my last
1: option would be like a body weight exercises that you can do at home. So if you're a complete beginner, you want to do like some pushing, some pulling, and like upper body, and then your legs. So say you're going to do push, right? So that's push ups, which are great, and you can try them on your kitchen counter because that's a little bit higher. And if that's too hard, you can go to a wall. And if the counter's too easy, you can go to your coffee table, or you can go to your knees on the floor. Or if you're advanced, go to your, go to your toes on the floor. But if you're advanced, I'm sure you already know that. (laughs) So, um, for your legs, you can do sit stands or you can do like a wall sit. And, um, like on the sit stand, you can go regular tempo, you know, up two seconds, down two seconds, or you can go super slow, which is, you know, like I said earlier, always good. Um, the slower you go, the harder it will end up being. And then for your core You can do planks. Planks are amazing. And you can either do them on your hands or you can do them on your forearms. Now, a plank is when you're like at the top of a push up position and you hold it and it just, you wanna flex your quads, flex your glutes, and just like your body's flat like a diving board. Okay. And it's a very, very effective core workout. Okay. And actually, the military is doing away with sit ups because the plank is just better for you. And I think it's also kind of fun to do a fitness test so you can see how you're growing stronger. There's a really cool app, sadly it's only on Android, and I actually have an Android just for working out. It's called FitNotes. Now that is an awesome app. I highly recommend finding an old Android if you don't already have one, just for the app alone. And they have a FitNotes for iTunes, but it's made by somebody else. And so the iOS version is not nearly as good. So I actually, I love it. So anyways, I want to challenge you to do like a fun little fitness test. So I remember like when we were in elementary school, they used to do those to us and it was like pure torture, right? We, I mean, I hated it, especially running that mile. Oh my God. I thought I was going to die every time, let alone try to do a pull up. (laughs) Yeah, no way. I was not the athletic girl for sure. So anyways, but now I can do one. So my goal is to be able to do 5 free hanging pull-ups, but it's it hasn't happened yet, but it will, I'm sure. So anyways, what you want to do if you want to do like a little fitness test is test out how many push-ups you can do without stopping. Okay? That means you stay in a steady momentum and you just keep going without stopping, without resting and then record it and date it and write it down. And so that will test your upper body strength. And do whatever variation that you can manage to do, you know, for a minute or two. And um, but if you're doing them properly, you want to make sure you go low enough. So often at the gym, I see guys like pushing these. I call it pumping. They're like just going down halfway and they're going super fast, and that's not a complete push-up. My husband's a fourth-degree black belt, and at his karate studio, if anybody was doing push-ups like that, there is no way they'd pass their test. All right, so you want to go tell your chest is about three inches from the floor and depending on how busty you are, (laughs) you might have a home game advantage, okay? So, but you wanna go low enough that your upper arm is parallel with the floor, okay? That's a good indicator or you can put like something underneath you like at my husband's studio, they do a pool noodle underneath their chest that they have to tap it and go all the way down. Now, you can also do a plank challenge, okay? To test your core. So what you wanna do for the plank challenge is you can go on your hands or forearms, whichever one feels best for you, and then set the timer and see how long you can hold it, okay? Maybe it's only 15 seconds to start, maybe it's a minute, I don't know, but test yourself and keep trying to improve yourself every week, all right? And um, that is really fun. And then to test your lower body, go ahead and do a wall sit. So what that looks like is your back is up against the wall, your quads are going at a right angle from the wall. And then right below your knees are your ankles. Okay. So you can imagine it looks like a little box, like everything's at a right angle and hold it and time yourself on that one too, and see how long you can hold it. And it's kind of fun. Cause I'm telling you when you're getting good, you're going to start shaking, right? But guess what? You're not going to die when you shake. So just keep holding it. All right. You're going to have fun seeing yourself get stronger. And lastly, to check your heart strength, do a three minute step test. So what that looks like is you have like something that you can step up and down on, preferably about a foot high. But most of our, I think in, um, steps like at your house would probably be like six to nine inches. And that's fine too. Cause most of us don't have a, a step that's 12 inches high and just do up, up, down, down for three minutes. Okay. Get that heart rate really going and then take your heart rate then wait a minute and take your heart rate again and then wait a minute and take your heart rate again. I always just put my two fingers up by my neck and feel that pulse. All right. And then you want, your goal here is recovery. You want to be able to recover faster. And that's why you want to do immediately after the three minutes and then a minute after, and then a minute after to keep improving that recovery. Okay. So lastly, what I want to talk about is your mindset. Okay. So here's the thing. There's so many women that give up on themselves and they settle for wherever they are in life. And they just say, well, this is the way it's going to be. You know, I'm 45 years old or 50 years old and I'm just too old to wear a bathing suit and too old to wear a bikini and they don't feel sexy for their husband or their partner or whatever. And they just kind of, they're complacent and that's okay. If you want to, you know, not be living your life to its fullest. And if you're still an absolute joy, but really, truly, like I always say, look at your life a year from now. What do you want? You know, if you had a magic wand and you can create the life that you dreamed of, guess what? It's true. You can. Okay. Now it's just not all hocus pocus and you're waving the thing, but you have to set your intention and do the work right to get there. So Don't be complacent and decide what it is if you really, really want, because, you know, I always say you're not too old and it's never too late and you deserve to live the best life possible. Plus it's kind of fun when you have a great relationship because, you know, good relationship with spouse creates like good oxytocin, which is like, you know, wonderful juju for your brain. Okay. It's like a feel good hormone. And once you feel it, you want to feel it again and again and again. Okay. Okay. And you don't want to feel drab and old before your time. My mom is 75 and she feels drab and old. My mother-in-law is 84 and she is on fire. She plays poker and bocce ball and bunco and she is living her life. So you want to get your mindset right and really focus on your vision. Like what do you want? If you knew that you can completely do a 180 in the next six to nine months to a year, and completely transform your, your body and your lifestyle. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, there's so many things that you can do. And so, like I said, set the vision statement actually start with your goals and decide what it is you want and then create for every goal, create a why, like, why do you want it? And then write a vision statement. Now write it in present tense because your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality, and it will believe what you feed it. Okay. That's your subconscious mind. I should say. And So you want to write a vision statement and then read it every day because that's how you want your subconscious to go, Oh, okay, this is my reality. And then make it actually happen. And of course you can't be complacent. You have to do the work, but it is possible. And you, the years are going to pass that if you don't make a shift and don't make a change right now, then you're going to look back next year and you go, gosh, why didn't I, why didn't I take the first step forward and just draw the line in the sand, but you need to do it with love for yourself as if you were taking care of somebody else you loved like a child all right treat yourself the way you would treat a baby that you are absolutely in love with and just love yourself to health you know that's the message for me is that is as a woman you need more self care and if you aren't giving yourself love how can you expect others to give you love and how can you expect to love others truly if you're neglecting yourself Because those little eyeballs are watching and you want to set a really good example and just take care of yourself. So that was a lot of information. (laughs) I hope I didn't overwhelm you, but you can always read the book. It's called No Freaking Way. And you can see me on social media. It's highenergygirl.com is my blog. Everywhere else, it's High Energy Girl. And I hope that I encouraged you to go out there and just you know, look at your life and know that you can change the trajectory that you're on and it all starts with love. So thank you so much for having me on the show today. I look forward to hearing from you. And you know, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at Tracy with two E's at highenergygirl.com. Bye. Thanks
0: Leanne. Amazing episode, right? Oh, Tracy, so good. Next up on the podcast, Wednesday, October 16th, we have episode 197, where I'm chatting about the seven keto foods you need to eat if you're focused on gut health. And then on Sunday, October 20th, episode 198, I am answering all a lot of them anyway, of your questions from is Jerry required when you're pregnant and keto, who keto doesn't work for, gaining weight for no reason, copper IUDs, what to do when you're hungry during a fast, what to do when you have too high ketones or too low ketones. So definitely watch for that. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. thanks for listening to the keto diet podcast join us again in a couple of days to discover more keto for women secrets for your fat-fueled life the keto diet podcast including show notes and links provides information in respect to healthy living nutrition and diet and is intended for informational purposes only The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.